Hey, what's up, guys? It's the Gillette of Twice, and welcome to the Creative Link Up podcast. Today, we have the one, the only Trinidad producer, Friction Music in the building, dog. Big yes, up yourself one mom, time, there. Yes, mom. Today, and we're going to be having a conversation with this guy about like his journey, his struggles, his goals, what he wants to be. For future references and what tracks and things this man have. So mm. let me just start it now. How are you feeling, Jibs? Feel a little nervous, but you know, we here already. Yeah. And it's just talking about myself. So like you small know, thing. Small I thing hear for me. your team here, yeah, the dog yeah, day, yeah, don't worry yeah. yourself. You need to worry yourself <laughs> at all. So Jibs, aka Friction Music, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, well, Fiction is dancehall. Right. Fiction is a dancehall producer. Um, but he's also versatile. So I do a lot of hip hop music, okay. trap music. I do EDM. I do house. Like this week alone, like I was doing a modeling contract, mm-hmm. so I had to do more house music and incorporate all these things in. Right, 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 right. So I, I have a style, but what I mainly love to do is dancehall music because, okay. like, I, I just I just have a love for it now, and I my, my passion for it now. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So tell us, right? Like, what is your working style? Like, give me a little story, elaborate your workflow from start to finish and things like that. Right. So my work ethic would be, it comes from emotion, right? That is one thing, like, I always try to incorporate what I go through throughout the day and what I thinking and feeling and just implement that into my music now. So anytime I'm greeted by the blank canvas of silence, I always just picture like, how am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Do I want to like go emotional? Do I want to put keys? Do I want to do like different like hip hop, dance, or depending on how I feel, that is how I would tackle an instrumental. So <clears throat> a lot of emotion goes into it. And like when I start making beats, I started my melodies, of course, because, you know, that is, well, that is, that is me now, but right. melody actually bad, yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's like, I start with my melodies, afterwards I go into drums and take the beat from there. Whatever I create, mm-hmm. that is how I feel at the moment. Mm-hmm. I like that, man. Well said. I don't think you can see it. Yeah, so you telling me you know what's the best way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you see, you mentioned like, um, you make house music, trap, uh, um, dancehall, EDM, things like that, right? So tell me, what is your musical background? Because they mentioned a lot there. So just fit in a nutshell now. Like, give me, give me something. <laughs> Tiff, I was basically born into music. What? So, I woke up crying. Yeah, like music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my mom just play bass. Yes. Yeah, she just play bass for, um, like, pan bass now. So right, some right. bass thing, so... Is she when she was playing in Silver Stars oh. is when she had me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she was playing in Silver Stars, she had me. And my dad does manage pan bands and whatnot. So he okay. managed bands like well, Silver Stars as well. He managed Deltones and mm-hmm. he started his own band Diatonic in when I was nine years old. Okay. So when he started that band, you know, he was just asking me if I wanted to come and actually start to play pan with them. Mm-hmm. Or not. So I decided, well, yeah, I wanted to play pan. And you know, as small as young, I don't, never, never really explore mm-hmm. any creative side of me. But I decided, well, yeah, I will go. And I started to play tenor. 
So I play in tenor and uh, just master it fast. Right. So it's like something I had naturally now. Right. And I say, like, I wanted to go into something more challenging, so I go into double seconds after. And I was the youngest in the pan group. Mm -hmm. So then decided, well, like, how oh, this youth man green and actually go and play double seconds now. You know, you're challenging to do something right, like right. that now. So I still take it on, you know, and actually that is the pan I play up to this day. Like, I mastered the double seconds after that. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I, that I discovered I had relative pitch okay. with. So like I could hear notes and know that, hey, this is B flat playing, this is C sharp mm -hmm. playing. So all these things get just make me explore my creative self. So obviously going into pan and whatnot, my direction should have been arranging. So that is something I could have gotten into, but it didn't, just didn't sit right with me arranging other people music where okay, I can okay. create my own music now. Yeah. So I wanted my vision for myself was to create music, like like beats mm -hmm. and putting pan music on top of it. Wow. So that way I started off with my previous name, not green and mentioned that because oh I, was cringe, I was cringe <laughs> up to this day, you know, I was cringe up to this day. But I <laughs> musicalized production. <laughs> Don't, don't fight while it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to always be like, that's a little icy, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a musical ice production. Right. But anyways, I was cringe. But anyways, I decided, well, you know, let me start to work on that. So I used to put certain music onto that. But then for me to actually take on that process, mm -hmm. I needed to get a MIDI keyboard yeah. or whatever, not and equipment. So it's like I already purchased the production equipment to do something like that. Right. So purchasing that equipment and come with a software and whatever not and I start to get engrossed in making music on that software on my old laptop, my camera laptop, the Lenovo. I, <laughs> I I just milling beats. So after a while like I, I just stopped recording myself and I just continuously making more and more music on it. And then I playing for my friends and whatever not and family. And they just decide, well, hey, this song is good now. This song is like something that you could continuously do. So it's something I used to do in my pastime. So I used to always be making beats and whatever not. And after a while, it just grown to me now, mm -hmm. to make more music. And so I just keep on buying more equipment, buying more software, and just building myself as a producer. Mm -hmm. So yeah that is basically my musical background so oh. you was, so you would say like you were born in it as you say yeah born in music and well it's something that i love so it's not like a forced thing it's just like a flow it just happened naturally yeah oh, that's good that's mm -hmm. good so like the genre of music that you say you were born into like like do you have a particular genre or you just versatile with the whole genre born into well pan is calypso soca right right Be, it, that is that is like the base of pan well nowadays mm -hmm. you, you'll see a lot of people doing different things especially on social media there's posting more content with mm -hmm dance hall there's mm -hmm. more content with rap music and everything but it was also it was always soca calypso and that was the kind of things that i was always interested in but dance hall is not too far from the you yeah. know caribbean same kind of rhythm so dance hall is something that as well when i started producing um it was something that was on the rise in trinidad mm -hmm. so it was like something i decided Hey, let me take on this because it happened while I look into learn how to produce music for myself. So, 
that is how I get into you, dance or music. From the genre and stuff. Mm-hmm. And based on your music experience, right, do you have like a favorite piece that you worked on? Favorite piece? And we have plenty, so yeah. <laughs> we have to go through your brain and say, yeah, boy, I, nah, I can't pick this one. This one was too good. Yeah. <laughs> I've, probably my favorite piece isn't released yet. I have a lot of, lot of unreleased music, mm-hmm. a lot of artists, unreleased beats that like. I just hold close to me because, remember, earlier on I said, like, I put a lot of emotion into it. So probably beats while I was going through a hard time or... I would pull me through, you know, make it. I could just listen to it back in the car and be like, yeah, thing. I forward it to artists. And whatever. not all them instrumentals sit right with me now. Okay. But release music, my favorite is Byron Messiah, what we do. Okay. That, that piece of music, okay. it's so ha- it happens so, um, it happens so, like a, a very weird thing for me now. Because, mm-hmm. well, getting into going global and whatever not, I decide, well, I going to forward an instrumental for going global because around that time we already established, you know, I sending him rhythms and, mm-hmm. you know. We, yeah, the thing was going back and forth, back everybody knows it. Right, so artists already um, recording on my instrumentals and whatever not. And, well, I decide, well, let me send him this instrumental. I was the little did you know instrumental. I sent mm-hmm. him that and, you know, he, it take like two months and then he sent me back something. So I was like... You know, it's just a take it. I, I open my phone and I listen to it. And it's an artist called By Messiah. I didn't even know him at the time, though, yeah. because he wasn't big yet. He yeah. wasn't like, yeah, right. So when I hear it, I was like, wow. So I actually went and messaged By, and I was like, no, this song is hard now, boy. Mm-hmm. This is something hard. So he was like, yeah, thing, whatever. Um, message me on WhatsApp, whatever. You know, and we link up. and. I started sending him more instrumentals and then he record on that mm-hmm. and next beat the ocean eyes. Right. And when he when I hear the final master of them songs, I was like, yes, though. Yes, this is an artist that I could relate with. Mm-hmm. So by Messiah and any pieces that I create with him, yeah, there's that is something that those are, we would say that is your favorite. That is my favorite. But what we do is my favorite release. Your favorite, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What keeps you motivated in this culture? Because you know, in China, we have a culture different from Caribbean countries. Mm-hmm. But like, what keeps you motivated in our culture? What keeps me motivated? Probably the way that the support that dance hall in trinidad has okay like it's not major so let me say we do have like a dance also a dance hall monarch we have a soca monarch but we don't even have like a, a event based around it now Makes right sense. but if it, anywhere you go you're here in dance hall so it's something that has keep me motivated you're hearing the music on the street you can you hearing it all over yeah. like that is something that has keep me motivated what's keep me motivated as well is like the vision i have for myself mm-hmm. right i envision fiction as somebody who is established in the music industry mm-hmm. like even on a great scale you know and have great influence on like music on the whole right so i that vision is something that keeps me motivated. It's something that I want to achieve and daily I just push towards it. As so, it. yeah. As I mentioned to, to him before, is that I heard his um his song that he um, created a bit for in Jamaica when I traveled to Jamaica. Yeah, 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 yeah. I say, why I can't talk kicks when I hear yeah. friction music at two minutes or so. 
And I said that, I messaged you one time. Right, and that is to show how far the music is. Like, yeah. you know, it's just me making beats in my room home, but yeah. you know, the traveling. It's actually outside, eh? It, it, it so I sent a message with Dog Friction. I said, Dog, I hear your song outside. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, that was good. Yeah. So tell me, like, what's, like, struggles you have in Trinidad and Tobago as a musical producer? Like, what struggles? Struggles you have, well, firstly, there is actually getting established in this industry right dancehall in trinidad is something fairly new right so even though it's like going on for like a few years probably like five years now but it's something fairly new so establishing yourself and doing the right people to connect with that is something that i struggle with in the beginning of my career how i even came into the industry was so it was so weird for me now because I was just doing a higher work, you know, thing. I drive in whole day and whatever. And when I reach home, mm -hmm. I just post my beats on YouTube at that point in time. Mm -hmm. I, and I did, somebody just contact me, like, they want to purchase this instrumental and whatever. And, that, and yeah, they realized I'm from Trinidad and, you know, we handle the contract and everything. And it was going global. That was the first instrumental I was like, go oh, tough rising on, um, tough rising fully active and everything on like okay, that was your yeah that was instrumental. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah so all all this was like weird to me but i i didn't even reach out because i didn't have the knowledge to reach out yeah. but i think like newer producers should get that knowledge you know but you know god bless me with that opportunity yeah. so it's like i used i got into the industry from that but not much people know how to get their beats out there. And that was something that I actually struggled with, as well as producers struggle with monetization. Even right. creator, creator producers struggle with monetization of the music because for artists, it's a little more straightforward because, you know, you have your hits, you have your catalog, your repertoire, and you decide to go sing in, mm -hmm. you know, get your bookings and sing in shows or concerts or whatever the case is. But... For producers now, after you had to understand like how to sell your beats exclusively, how to lease your beats, how to get royalties. And the thing is, we don't have this the access to this knowledge, especially Trinidad. But the thing is, music isn't new in Trinidad. Yeah. Soca, Calypso, everything existed, but that knowledge is not shared with the people who do in town. So, and, and so it's something that I think people who have the knowledge to educate should decide to edu educate us newer producers about it now, you know, host a little workshops and whatever and that, and actually get we on to monetization of the music so we understand how to do it a little better. Would you say that, as you mentioned there, right, you was talking about that Trinidad and Tobago, our culture, we don't have proper structure, proper workshop for the new genre we call dancehall. Mm -hmm. Would you say that we do not, you said that it doesn't have enough workshops and stuff, right? Would you say that we need more, like the government watching, let's say the government watching this podcast right now, would you mm. say that we need to have more workshops for, for young producers that want to experience this genre, want to know how to monetize, like a proper learning session? Would you say we need that here? Mm -hmm. For sure, because if we have more workshops and more creatives being educated, that creates employment, right. like creative employment. A lot of people have that ability, have the equipment, but do have the knowledge to actually utilize it in the right way. So let me say like, as I say, governments or whatever, that mm -hmm. actually have an avenue 
like to, a channel yeah. yeah a channel for we to actually understand what we're doing and mm -hmm. understand how to monetize it really that is that is better for the community and better for people to get more employment and be creative and even better for the culture create more tourism create more people that ride in this wave of trinidad dance so mm -hmm. everything like that so it's something that you know people who are the power should invest into that's good mm -hmm. i like that the way how you put that together it actually made a lot of sense to me mm -hmm. right and how you say that you know it's not just about the, the music but it's just just about like the knowledge to show younger persons or older persons as well too who want to get into that field to have mm -hmm. a sort of knowledge that mm -hmm. we culture could probably focus on you know so let's discuss what music you have out right talk to me some of the tracks you have out some bad tracks talk to me there. all right so i have a person i was just hearing earlier on when i talking about social media presence yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to struggle with bad though like i do like to invite any outside energy to my work you like the spotlight too much you don't like that so i doesn't be online on social media much to really talk about work that i'll be pushing and even when the, the release happen like people doesn't even know it's uh, me yeah. who created now uh, until like i post it or whatever mm -hmm. but music that i have out well as i say earlier only fully active tough mm -hmm. writers i'm full songs like mm -hmm. um toppy boss and youngster six one two three mm -hmm. um Kalonji, yours truly mm -hmm. um by messiah what me do mm -hmm. by messiah ocean eyes you know um it's a lot of time because he's brain foggy right now. Mm. We are walking down, brawling. Right. We are walking down, revenge. Yeah, no, it's, it's so much, so much music because yeah. this is what I do every day. Like, every day, I make rhythm song. Because like, it's something that, just as I say earlier, I want to grow into me. So it's every day, once I do find a few vibes, I just go with whatever I'm feeling and just make something out of the silence. So, yeah. All right. Mm. So, Let's say you get a beat that is real 90s, like old classical and stuff. Like, discuss with us like your work, your work flow in order to make that into dance. So do you, would you say that you are the type of producer to go back into ages that you wasn't born yet to pull old tracks to mix it in, to make it song viral? Tell me about that. What do you mean? Like, this is a technique I always wanted to do. So recently, as I understand more about production, mm -hmm. I, I keep on doing things like that. So my la I laugh because my last instrumental was something like that, like what I do um, last night. Mm -hmm. Right. My last, last instrumental was that. So it was like an old gospel kind of vibe. Yeah. So I went way back. Because I had a side that is just kill all them gems now. Mm -hmm. so i just went in there and i was just listening to old records and whatever not and i just flipped that sample you know and then put a modern twist onto it mm -hmm. to actually give it that life now and actually going to send i actually want to work with some big artists with that one, with that one yeah. so that should be you know a yeah. insight to something that come in you yeah. but i love 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 to do something going to like the past. that going to the past and flipping something like that because people people be like yeah that is that's resonate with them mm -hmm. especially like older people they know that is that is um songs that they used to listen to i see my boy certified samson was making a video about kendrick lamar right kendrick lamar was um he did i forget his song right now but he did a song and he really did a modern twist 
that old instrumental and you know he just playing as his mother and say well hey, 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 hey this is the original song for it yeah, you know so you guess get a wider audience as well now because you know there was like hey the palm modern twisted this song mm-hmm. like let me listen to this i used to listen to this when i was young mm-hmm. even when i was um in saint benedict's right that was where i went to do form six i was doing juice world lucid dreams mm-hmm. just the instrumental mm-hmm. on panna so i was doing that for a show in there right but I, that was actually a sample a mm-hmm. old sample and i doing this lucid dreams here and um he wasn't the principal he was the vice principal he mm-hmm. came in and he was, he was like you know i used to listen that when i was young yeah. and i had that playing on repeat in the background and i called him a small you and he pulled that thing and then all i know is but all i know is juice well, yeah, because you know the newer version said while the older persons will they will know the older version said correct so that, that that's actually cool and, and a lot of um artists today that is what getting their tracks out there mm-hmm. because of the back to the you know, back to the future type of thing. You mm. go to the past, you pull out that old gem, they mix it, master it. Mm-hmm. The older person will be like, I know that song, and then just sing it to it, and then they Yeah. That's just how it is good. Though. Yeah. That is, that's a good thing, though, mm-hmm. that they're actually doing that. Yeah. And glad that they're doing that too. Mm-hmm. I can hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, so what gems, what advice you would have for any upcoming producer? Any upcoming producer, be yourself. Because everybody trying to be what's trending. Right, instead of trying to be what is them inside, right? So, like, a lot of music you hear it sounding the same mm-hmm. because they're trying to be like the producers that they're listening to, mm-hmm. right? But that is not who they are, right? So, it's song force, it's song like something that they don't really feel inside. It's song like, you know, I just hear somebody singing like this and this is popular, so let me ride this wave. But when the wave change, you're gonna have to run down that wave again. Sure. So it's like set the, set your trends, you know. Be the, be that guy now, boy. Be yourself, and I could speak for this because I, that wasn't me. I, before I even started producing for Going Global, even started producing in LFLT, you know, Black mm-hmm. Carpet Movement, everything. Mm-hmm. I used to always be like, let me look to create what's trending. And then nobody used to really want to listen to rhythms because it's like, you're, you're just yeah, you're songing like everybody else though. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing different. And the moment I start to incorporate, well, you know, from a musical background, yeah. I would have a lot of music in my or whatever not. So it, yeah, by the time I started to implement my emotion and my knowledge of music, that is when everything changed. Everyone's like, yeah, boy, this, this is, is new, this is fresh. So mm-hmm. I like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, labels and whatever not would obviously like something like that. So that is where I actually start to get forward from. Yeah, so see. just be yourself, though. Be yourself. Don't follow no waves, just be yourself. Be correct, yourself. Correct. What is next for Friction Music? What we need to expect next from you? Immediately so. next? Um, recently, it was like a real tough time for me mm-hmm. mentally. So I have a EP actually releasing for that. So I actually lost a friend as well. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends, well, mm-hmm. you know what going on in Trinidad. So we lost artists and mm-hmm. whatever not. And, and I just decided to release our EP. There's a small EP for that. That is immediate. So mm-hmm. that will be coming like later on in the year. Mm-hmm. That is a, a EP called Skipping Stones. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, we hear it. We hear it. That, that is something. That, okay, that okay. is something that I'm working on currently. And well, for future, I see fiction as 
having his own record label in Trinidad. That's nice. That is what I was like, not even as a record label, but a media house. So you have your videographers, you have producers, you have photographers, everything. So you can actually, so you can actually get all media needs in, yeah. one, in one spot. That is something I want to achieve in future and that I will achieve in future. That's good, that's good. Yeah. We're going to say special thank you to Fiction Music for stepping by on the podcast. Thank yes, you so much ma'am. for being here. Mm-hmm. And guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Hopefully we have Fiction back with yeah. more stuff, more content. <laughs> thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I've been your host of Twice and this has been Fiction, Fiction Music, music. aka Jims. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you in the next episode. Yes, ma'am. Peace.